Welcome to Leaders Lift. Now, this is the podcast for anyone working on personal development, leadership development, or just looking to figure out some tips and tricks and ways to get more out of life. I'm your host, Greg Cunningham, and I'm here to help you with navigating and getting the most out of life, which is sometimes not easy to do. Now, today, I just want to start off and apologize for my voice. We've had several viruses running through our house, and I'm not back to 100% voice-wise, but I wanted to get this recorded. I didn't want to miss this week because this is part two of my end-of-year series. So apologies if the voice isn't the best, but it's all I can do. Now, for part two of my end-of-year series, this series is designed to help you with end-of-year planning, resolutions, goals, etc. And last week, I talked about the danger of comparisons and how doing comparisons can cause issues. Now this week, I want to talk about something a little more practical or tangible. If you have any sort of a plan to get where you want to go out of life or get what you want out of life, then this is going to help you. I'm going to spend the next few minutes talking about how software development methodologies can be applied to personal or professional development plans. The goal would be to help you think of development a little bit differently Um, and have a little bit different type of a plan versus what you're used to. So stick around for this. Now, before I jump in, just remember to do all the things. Follow, subscribe, share, check out the show notes, check out the website for more great information, and go back and check out all of these previous episodes that I did. So just do all those things. Help us share the podcast out and get, um, get it out to those people that could really take advantage of it. Now, first of all, when I talk about software development, and I haven't done a ton of this in my life, but I want to talk about a concept called agile development. Now, this is my definition of agile, and I'm tailoring it a bit here for purposes. So if you're a pure agile theorist or a software developer and you know agile inside and out, please cut me a break. That's not my profession. So I'm going to tailor this just a little bit. Here's the things that I think are most important about agile and how they would apply to us in building these development plans. First of all, Agile, it's about breaking things down into smaller chunks. Uh, Think about software, and instead of wanting to have the software be absolutely perfect on day one, you want to get a version of the software out there. They call that minimum viable product. I'm going to call it minimum viable plan for purposes of the development stuff. So you want to break things down into the smaller chunks designed to get you to that minimum viable plan. Now, What this allows you to do is allows you to move quickly, to learn quickly, fail fast or succeed fast so you get that kind of feedback much faster than you would, actually can allow you to release a product quicker than you might normally, and then that really facilitates the iteration. So no plan we make is ever going to be set in stone and going to go just perfectly. As soon as you start the plan, it's going to change, and that's fine. But if you're prepared for this and you're taking an agile approach, meaning that everything isn't set to be locked in stone, you've accounted for some flexibility and some other things that we're going to talk about, right? You can iterate very, very quickly. And if something doesn't go well, you can change on the fly and get where you want to go much, much quicker than trying to follow this nine-month plan exactly and getting to the end of nine months and realize that you were set up for failure on day one. So kind of the opposite of that. So Again, smaller chunks, minimum viable plan, move quickly, get feedback, and iterate fast and iterate often. Those are the key things that I think we can take from Agile and apply to to us. Now, I've seen this work 
when I talk about building products, I had a job where um, I was asked to build a brand new set of services for a product and uh, had experience in this area. And I came in not really knowing what product management was about or product development. And so I kind of had to wing it and learn the vocabulary and did all of those kinds of things. But the end result of really embracing this concept of breaking things down into chunks, moving quickly, um, getting feedback as fast as possible, and being willing to adapt and iterate was that we moved faster than anyone expected. We launched the initial product very quickly, and it really was an MVP, a minimum viable product. And then after we launched it, it improved in leaps and bounds with each sprint. And a sprint is really just a, a time frame in which you say you're going to accomplish a set number of tasks. So if you think about um, a development plan, you could say my first quarter set of tasks are these, and that could be your sprint, so to speak. Some of the other things that happened were we were able to come up with features and functionality that we hadn't even considered because of how we were developing this product. So because we were moving fast and getting feedback and uh, iterating as we went along, and because the team was following this approach, we were able to try things that maybe we would have, would have never tried before. And we would try something and it would fail, but that would lead us to another idea, which would then succeed, which would lead us to another idea. And none of those things would have happened if we just said, hey, here's our year plan. We're just going to do this exactly and go and not do any, uh, not release anything or look for feedback or anything for a year. That wouldn't have worked at all. We never really locked in anything and said, this is the time frame we're going to do all this stuff. And we were much looser than that. Um, and maybe that's a little too loose for some of the things that we want to talk about from a personal development standpoint. But I think there's this medium that you can find. Don't make your timelines and stuff so rigid that you're focused on the timeline instead of the progress that you're making. And then last of all, one thing that we did really, really well is that we had a lot of experiments. And even those experiments that failed, we were able to learn from and turn into good opportunities. So if we had a, something that we tried to do and it didn't work, that was fine. We didn't spend six weeks working on that thing. We spent two days mapping it out and putting in a pilot or a, you know, a, a beta or whatever you want to call it. And then if it worked, great. Then we kept working on it. If it didn't, threw it out and went on to the next thing. So, and that's really the crux of what I think made the difference is being able to experiment and not worry about failing, but always learning and turning uh, those opportunities into excellent opportunities. You know, the bad things and the good things turned into great opportunities for us to move things forward. Now, how does this apply to personal or professional development plans? So how many of you, when you think about a development plan, think about something that your manager hands you, or if you're lucky, works with you to develop, but it's something that you set once and then look at again when your annual assessment is due. Now, it's been my experience that this happens way too often in the business world, and it's something I did not want to practice. So I tried really hard to make sure that, um, yes, we set goals at the beginning of every year because that was part of what the company wanted to do, but that we were having conversations almost every one-on-one, -on -one, at least once a quarter. We were changing the goals. We were adapting them to the cir circumstances that we have because it just doesn't make sense in the business world as much as things change to set something at the beginning of the year and think nothing's going to change. That goes for our personal lives as well. And so that concept of setting it once and forgetting it doesn't really align with that definition of agile. What we want for our personal and professional development plans, or even just our how do I get more out of life, is more like a software agile development plan. We need to identify what is the minimum viable plan to help us achieve what we want, you know, and what is that end state? You know, I want to release X product. That was our goal. 
For you, it may be, I want to get to this point in my life. And that's the, the end state that you want to get to. So what is your minimum, minimum viable plan to help you get there? And then you want to break that down into smaller chunks. In the software development, it was sprints. But for you, it could be any sort of time frame or set of tasks or milestones that you want to accomplish. And then most importantly, you want to iterate, iterate, iterate. You know, make sure that you have the ability to go out and tweak the plan, that you aren't worried about failure, that if you fail quickly, that's just an opportunity to start improving things right away. And that's one of the key things that I just don't think happens often enough in our personal or professional development plans. I think what happens more often is in the professional world, we say, hey, I think my goals have changed. Yeah, 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 don't worry about it. We'll take care of it at the end of the year. And in our personal lives, we realize that things have changed so much that we just throw all those goals out the window. But if you take this concept of building a minimum viable plan, breaking it into chunks and being willing to iterate as you go along, then you don't have to throw out the plan. You can still shoot for those objectives. Now, sometimes those objectives may change and that's okay too. And I've talked about that in other podcasts. Sometimes our objectives in life change. So that's fine. Just redo the plan. If that happens, don't throw everything out. Go in and start iterating to get where you want to go. So from a practical standpoint, how can you use this in end of year planning? Well, here are some ideas. First, identify what you want to accomplish over the next year. And let's say it's a year. You use whatever timeline you want. If you like to plan in smaller chunks, go ahead and plan in smaller chunks. You need to have that high level objective set so that you know where you're going. Where do you want the road to lead you? Okay. Now, once you've got that done, start thinking about the smaller chunks. My experience is that small and simple things make the biggest difference. So don't focus so much on, yeah, you want to have those bigger milestones and those key things that you have to do to get where you want to go. But the small and simple things are going to make the biggest difference. Now, let me talk about one example of this. So I've talked about how I spent two years on my mission in Brazil. Now, I don't have a ton of opportunity to practice Portuguese. I was very fluent uh, in certain aspects of Portuguese when I got home and I could talk to people at work and all of those kinds of things and had some opportunities to do that. But it's not something I have an opportunity to practice all the time, right? And so what I've realized is that I can do a little bit of Portuguese every single day and it can make a big difference. So I've done that with an app called Duolingo. So in 2019, when I got laid off in December, I decided, you know what, one of the things I'm gonna do while I've got some downtime is I'm just gonna do, I had Duolingo, I had done it a little bit here and there, but I'm just gonna try and do Portuguese every single day. And since December of 2019, so almost four years now, actually it has been four years at this point, I've done Portuguese in Duolingo every day, almost without fail. Now, cool thing about Duolingo is they have some freezes where you don't lose your streak. So I have a really, really long streak going right now um, because I've done it enough. And that may not seem like a big deal. And it's hard to really measure your progress when you're in the middle of that kind of stuff. But a few days ago, I was listening to a song in Portuguese and I kind of had a general idea of what the song was going to stay. But all of a sudden, I realized that I could distinguish all of the individual words and that I knew what they meant. And I know that's because every single day I just did, it was three minutes usually is about all it is. 
I did some Portuguese practice in Duolingo. And so I didn't really understand those words before, but I do now, and it's because of this practice. And so that's where the small and simple things can make the biggest difference. If you start talking about losing weight or developing a habit, it's this constant repetition of the small things that's going to make the biggest difference. So think about those small and simple things that you can incorporate into your minimum viable plan. Okay. Number two, identify the early wins that can help you start building momentum. So these are generally simpler things, low-hanging fruit, whatever you want to call them, the small things that you can do so you can start building up that momentum because momentum is a hard thing to stop. And so if you can get that positive momentum going early on, then you're more likely to be able to continue down the pathway. Now, negative momentum is the same way. If you start backing off or you try things that are too hard on day one and don't get there and kind of, uh, frustrated kind of thing, then you may build up negative momentum and go backwards. So momentum is really hard to stop. So identify the early wins that can help you start building that momentum. And then also identify those other tasks and milestones that will help you either validate your course or know if you need to course correct quickly. So these are early things that you want to do to say, yes, this is where I really want to go. So like if you're thinking, hey, I think I might want to learn about AI, big topic nowadays, right? Well, instead of going in and signing up for a $10,000 class over a year to teach you how to do AI, maybe identify a task earlier that says, hey, I'm gonna do this research or this is how I'm gonna decide if AI is really good for me. Those are the kind of tasks or milestones that will help you either validate that, yes, I really am interested in AI, or to let you know, yeah, maybe that's not exactly where you wanna go. So I've tried this a couple of times with software development. I thought it'd be great to make my own app, you know, all of those kinds of things. And so instead of going out and buying a computer and buying all this software and all of that kind of stuff, I started playing around with some of the simpler software development tools that Apple has. And it only takes me like three or four lessons in that free stuff for me to go, yeah, my brain doesn't work that way. So identify the early wins that can get you momentum and then identify the stuff that may help you know, yes, I'm definitely on the right course or no, I need to course correct and do so quickly. Earlier you do that kind of stuff, the better off you're going to be. And then you also want to start thinking about your timelines, right? If I've got a goal to be at X point in my life in a year, then what are some of the timelines that I need to be? Again, this should be minimum viable plan, not chiseled in concrete kind of stuff. Now, the third thing you want to do is you want to start aligning those tasks or milestones with the time chunks, you know. So, for example, you could say month one, what are the foundational pieces I need to put in place? What are the simple things I'm going to do to build momentum? And what am I going to do to make sure that I'm on the right path? And I want to do all of that in month one because I don't want to come out of month one and not know that. I don't want to get to month four and realize I'm on a bad path. Okay, so that's what you need to put in place. You need to align those tasks or milestones with that first month. For example, if you were trying to lose weight, month one, you may want to see a doctor or a nutritionist or identify the things that are keeping you from losing weight, what tools you might need, like a food tracking app, exercise equipment, all of that kind of stuff. If you're just going to jump in and say, hey, I'm going to start losing weight on day one and you've not given it any thought, that might not work. So that's a good example of things you could do like in month one. Again, things that help you build momentum, know that you're on the right path or know that you need to course correct. And again, focus on the small and simple things. Now, fourth, lay out your high level and your flexible plan. This is your minimum viable plan. 
Don't worry about filling in every little detail or you lose flexibility and you may find yourself frustrated for not following the plan exactly even though you may be making progress. And that's one of the reasons that people tend to give up on a lot of this kind of stuff is I lay out this plan and I can't follow the plan. I'm frustrated that my plan is broken and I may be actually making progress on something, but I'm not following my plan so I'm frustrated and then I give up and I regress. Flexibility is key and it ties into Agile. What you want is a plan that allows you to adjust as you learn and start to move down the path, but something that's always going to point you down that path to where you want to go. But it's not so set in stone that, that you get frustrated because you can't follow the path. So flexibility is key. Well, that's it for today. It's really short. I hope that, you'll under, that you understand how these things can um, help you with this end of your planning. So again, first, define what you want to accomplish. Second, start thinking about the small and simple things, the early wins to build momentum, the things that you can do that will help you know if you're on the right path or not. Start aligning those tasks with the time chunks and then build that flexible, high-level, minimum viable plan. Right? Make sure it's flexible enough that as you learn and grow that you can still get where you want to go. Now, I do just want to remind you, again, this is part two of this four-part episode. Uh, next week, we're going to talk about getting things done versus being productive. And then we're going to talk at the end about letting go of things, learning when to say no. So, But part one was about comparisons. I went through that last week. The problem with comparing yourself to yourself, the problem with comparing yourself to others, and the problems with social media comparisons. So if you didn't catch that, Go back and listen to that because comparisons tend to be a huge part of these end-of-year processes, and that's not necessarily a good thing. All right, so deliberate comparisons. Don't compare yourself to others. That was message number one. Message number two is to have an agile plan, a flexible, minimum viable plan that you can adjust and adapt to as you start learning and moving down the path towards that goal that you have. I hope this is helpful for you as you go into this end of your planning, whatever version of it you may be doing, or if you're just trying to do a reset, doesn't really matter. So thank you for joining me today. Don't forget to do all the things, share this with others. If you've got teammates that you're going to be doing reviews with and want them to think about these things, feel free to share it with them. If you can, you could share it with your boss and say, hey, here's some of the things that I'm thinking about. If your family's trying to think about what are our goals for next year, it might be good to listen to as a family. So Share away. Love to have you share it with everybody that you have. Thanks again for joining me this week. Again, next week, getting things done. That'll be part three of this series. Until then, don't forget to pay attention to the comparisons you're doing and start thinking about this minimal, minimum viable plan that you can put together to help you get where you want to be.